0: Good morning, and welcome once again to Alger Assembly of God. Thanks for joining in with us and being a part of our service today. Uh, we are in our series entitled Text. T-X-T, and uh, we're taking a look at, at some of these powerful and uh, monumental, of course, you take a look at the Word of God, all of the scripture is important and for our instruction. But We're looking at some of these highlighted and uh, uh, powerful texts found in the Word of God. Last week, we began the series looking at a text in God's Word that was about God's Word. And that was 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And what we saw, the challenge was, we've got to get into God's Word and then allow God's Word to truly get into us. And we challenge you with reading and with studying, uh, some Bible reading guides, uh, the Bible app. So there's a lot of different ways for you to do that. Uh, this morning, I want to invite you to turn with me to Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2, uh, specifically verse 8, we'll also look at verse 9. Uh, but we're going to be looking at the concept of grace. Uh, grace is uh, its one of those words we mention quite a bit. Uh, Ephesians 2 verse 8, we, maybe you think about the hymn, Amazing Grace. So a lot of different things that come to mind. And uh, the main thought uh, looking at today is that God's grace is given not earned. God's grace is given, not earned. So what exactly is grace? We talk about amazing grace, the the song about that. But if you were to try to define grace, when we say that God's grace is given, not earned, and you look at a dictionary, you might be a little confused at some of these definitions. Webster has this, a short prayer before or after a meal, right? You get ready to, uh, to eat a meal and someone turns and says, uh, hey, you want to say grace? So that's one way that grace is used. Uh, grace could be called ease of movement, kind of related to being graceful, right? If someone's graceful, they are full of grace. Uh, they, they move fluidly. They move well. Uh, grace is also a title for a duke, a duchess, or an archbishop. Now, none of those are necessarily the definitions that we are looking at today because the, the top definition, according to Webster, gets us a little closer. Top definition is help given to man by God. So we're a little closer. There, help given to man by God, but it's a, it's a whole lot more than that, right? When we talk about it, when we sing about amazing grace, we're not just talking about a little bit of help, So we're going to explore what that is. And uh, we we really can't understand what it means to be a Christian, to experience salvation and grace until we really understand what grace is. And so I came across this story about grace. And it, it kind of hopefully get the framework into mind before we start digging into what grace is. It says, an old Indian, after living many years in sin was led to Christ by a missionary. Friends had asked him to explain the change in his life. Reaching down, he picked up a little worm and placed it on a pile of leaves. Then, touching a match to the leaves, he watched them smolder and burst into flames. As the flames slowly worked their way up to the center where the worm lay... The old Indian chief suddenly plunged his hand into the center of the burning pile and snatched out the worm. Holding the worm gently in his hand, he gave this testimony to the grace of God. I am this worm. It's a testimony to salvation. It's a testimony to grace. Where it looked like the worm was about to be engulfed in flames, there was salvation, a rescue from the flames. I am this worm. And you and I might maybe think about that and declare, I am that worm. That's that's me. That's my life before Christ when things looked at their bleakest, Jesus Christ came and reached in and rescued me, provided salvation and grace. So let's talk about that this morning. What exactly is grace? So we're going to look at five brief things, and if you're taking notes, you'll, you'll see that we're going to kind of spell out the word grace with our definition. So what in the world is grace? More than just moving fluidly, more than just saying it's help from God, we can first of all say that grace is God's free gift. Okay, how many of you, your ears just perked up for one reason or another? How many of you love to hear the word free? And how many of you love to hear the word gift? Now, put them together. How many of you love free gift, right? I mean, I, I'm, I'm one, I love freebies. Now, some of the things have kind of shifted a little bit in our COVID situation. But if you are a Sam's Club member and you go to Sam's Club on a Saturday, can I get an amen? They would have all kinds of samples around. And, you know, and the, the girls would, would love to come as well. So we'll, we'll go and we'll sample now. They're, they're a little bit more picky as to the things that they might try. Me, I don't care. If it's free, it's for me. How many of you, that's, that's kind of your, your thought as well? So, I mean, I'll go by and I'll, I'll take a little cup or a little plate, a little napkin of whatever it is, and I'll literally put it in my mouth before I look at the sign and see what it is. I'll try it. I'll try anything once, and here's the cool thing. If you don't like it, you go a a few more feet, and there's another sample. And typically, you know, you can literally have a, a full course meal because they've, they've got some little things that are appetizers, you know. And, and then you go and they've got some things that are more mealy, like, you know, a little piece of chicken or a little piece of this or that. And, and they've got some maybe crackers or cheese or fruit or uh, who knows what. And then there's usually some kind of a drink. It's a sport drink. It's a fruit drink. And, and sometimes there's a little bit of a dessert. So you get a four, five, six course meal on freebies. Of course, they want to buy, they want you to buy the stuff. And I don't know that I've ever bought anything I've sampled, but it's free. Now, we're talking about a free gift. We're talking about something that's much more valuable than a little napkin with a cracker on it. We're talking about something much more valuable than than a tiny little medicine cup with, with a, a half little swallow of liquid in it. Here's what Ephesians chapter 2.8 says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. What is grace? Salvation is by grace through faith, but it's a gift of God, it's the free gift of God. Jesus Christ paid the price for you and for me when he died upon the cross of Calvary. And because of that, it is free. It's a free gift for you. It's a free gift for me. Listen, there's nothing we can do to earn it or to try to save ourselves. And there's nothing we can do to to make God love us more or love us less as a result. He loves us like crazy and extends His grace, this free gift, to you and to me. Verse 9 continues, it says, Not by works, so that no one can boast. It's not by works. In other words, we can't earn it by our good works. Now, James says that our faith in God should be put into practice, but we don't put it into practice. We don't do good works in order to earn salvation, in order to earn what God has for us. Listen, attendance in the house of God is awesome, and we are thankful that you are here worshiping with us in person but we don't earn a spot in heaven because we have perfect attendance for 52 weeks in a year. That doesn't earn us salvation. Grace offers it as a free gift. Last week, we talked about God's Word and and how important it is to get into God's Word and allow God's Word to get into us. And, And the challenge is to read God's Word, dig in and study and learn and read and memorize God's Word. But let's say you go one entire year and you don't miss a day. That still does not qualify you. It doesn't earn enough brownie points to get you into heaven. That's what we can't get into heaven on our own good works. It's a free gift. Now, we, we attend church to worship together. God encourages that. Uh, we read God's word so that we know and understand what God has to say for us, and he challenges and encourages us to do so. But by doing so, that doesn't earn us salvation. And there's all kinds of other things that are good and godly that God's word teaches about, but we can't earn our way into heaven. We can't pray enough hours in the day to get enough credits to say, now I'm getting into heaven. We can't serve in the church in in enough capacities, in enough um, ministry positions to say, now I've earned uh, enough credits that I can get into heaven. Listen, God's word encourages us and teaches us about even giving financially, supporting uh, the ministry of the church. Uh, But by giving, that, that doesn't somehow earn me and earn my way into heaven. Salvation and grace, it's God's free gift. We can't rack up enough good deeds to pay for it. We can't do enough good things to earn our way for it. If we have to work for it, doesn't that then become wages that are earned, right? If I I do enough good things, if I pray enough and read enough and serve enough and attend enough and give enough, enough that I can earn my way into heaven, then that's just wages, and it doesn't become a gift. God's Word says it is a gift. Now, when you receive a paycheck, whether it's a, a paper check or it, it comes directly deposited into your account. Does anyone ever go to the boss and say, wow, thank you so much for this incredible gift? I, I don't know that I've heard that. Maybe you've said it. I don't know, and you probably don't know anyone who said thank you for this gift. What you've said is, you know, maybe, maybe you said thank you but thanks for the opportunity to work for this or to earn this paycheck. You've done certain things. You've worked certain hours. You've you've, uh, done enough things at the workplace to earn your paycheck. We can earn a paycheck, but we can't earn God's grace. It is a free gift. Now, the thing is we're saved by grace through faith. It's grace. It's a free gift, but we don't always act like it. Sometimes uh, we, we try to earn our way, or sometimes, rather than the gift, we look to God and say, well, God is that, that, that big, bad bully in the sky, and he's always looking at me ready to smash me down, watching our every move. And so I've got to be good. I've got to earn his approval. I don't want him to kind of flick me away. So let me try to do enough good things to please him and and to earn his approval. We can't earn it. This is a gift. Salvation and grace, it's... It's not based on my performance. It's not based on how good I am. It's it's based on the promise of God. It's based on what Jesus Christ, His Son, has done upon the cross of Calvary. He died for you, and He died for me. It's not based on my goodness. It's based on the grace of God. We don't get into heaven on our own merit. We don't get into heaven based on how many good things we do. It's based on God's mercy and his grace as he extends that free gift to us. It's a free gift. So grace, number one, it's God's free gift. Secondly, letter R, grace is received by faith. Now, I've got a gift here. This is more of an illustration. Now, we did give a gift to Wyatt for... uh, being a senior and graduating, but, but imagine if we had a gift, and, and imagine if this was for one of you in particular, and I, and I pointed out, hey, who wants this gift? And he raised your hand and said, well, boy, it's a great looking gift. And I just went on and on and on and on, and then you never actually came and accepted or received it. Would you get the blessing and the benefit of what's inside? No, it simply remains a gift. It must be accepted. It must be received in order to be applied. It, it just sits here until someone says, thank you for the gift. I mean, if you gave a gift to a family member you know, for a birthday or Christmas or something special. Now, this I guarantee you this would not happen with kids, right? If you have a gift and you say, hey, here's a birthday gift. Hey, here's a Christmas gift. And they look at you and say, oh, that's nice. And they set it aside and they go back to eating their vegetables. Probably wouldn't happen. No, they're digging into the gift because they want to open it. They want to receive whatever has been blessed, whatever has been given. It's not that that gift is there and the giver gives it. But the receiver needs to receive the gift. Now, you talk about the fact that it's a free gift, but it needs to be received. And it, doesn't it sound, some of you may be thinking, maybe there's a little bit of a catch. It's free, but you gotta receive it. Now, what are you, what are you getting at? Well, let me put it to you this way let's say you were looking in the newspaper. And you come across this advertisement and it says free automobiles. And you say, wow, that's awesome. I could use one of those. But there's a stipulation that says you must come down here and pick it up. Would you grumble and complain about how, how incredibly terrible this situation is? I mean, I gotta go down there and pick it up myself. No, it's a gift. It's a free vehicle. You would say, I'll make sure, I'm going to get there so that I can receive this gift. God's gift. God extends the opportunity of grace and salvation to you and to me. But he doesn't make us open it. He doesn't make us receive it. It's our choice to receive salvation and grace by faith. He says salvation's the gift. He offers forgiveness. He offers uh, the, the opportunity of being in heaven with him for eternity. He offers that. What do we do with the gift? We accept it. We receive it. And we're thankful and grateful for it. Again, in the scripture it says it's by grace you have been saved through faith. We receive this gift with faith. It's faith in God who's given His Son, Jesus. Faith in Jesus Christ who died upon the cross for you and for me. Salvation and grace, they are free, but it's a matter of personal acceptance that we receive it. Listen, we can believe, and we should believe. God's Word talks about uh, believing and, and putting our trust in Jesus Christ. But there's that commitment that follows where we say, thank you for the free gift. I'm going to accept and receive it. There's there's some action on our part to receive this gift, right? Uh, Let's put it to you this way. In 1830, so back a few years, a man named George Wilson was convicted of killing a government employee while robbing the U.S. mail. He was tried and sentenced to be hanged Andrew Jackson, the president at the time, issued a presidential pardon on his behalf. But George Wilson did a strange thing, however. He refused to accept the pardon. No one seemed to know what to do. I'm not sure that anyone had ever uh, refused a presidential pardon. How many of you, if you were facing death you'd be grabbing and accepting and, and, and pretty welcoming of that pardon. He refused it. So the matter went all the way to Chief Justice Marshall of the Supreme Court, and he concluded that Wilson must be executed. Here's what he wrote. A pardon is a slip of paper, the value of which is determined by the acceptance of the person to be pardoned if it is refused it is no pardon George Wilson must be hanged and he was wow the pardon was a slip of paper but it's only good if it's received only good if it's accepted right you and I we've got an incredible opportunity to be pardoned from our sins pardoned from our past, pardoned from all the stuff we've done. Maybe we're not like George Wilson who has committed murder, but God's word is clear that we have all sinned. We have all fallen short of God's glory. So we have all done some stuff in our past, and yet we've got an opportunity to receive a pardon. But it's simply there. We've got to accept it and receive it by faith. It's a free gift. We can't earn it. We don't deserve it, but we've got to accept it and receive it. So two quick thoughts so far about grace. Grace is God's free gift, and grace is received by faith. Thirdly, grace is available to all. Man, this is This just keeps getting better and better. Not only is it free, and all we have to do is accept or receive it, but this is a gift for everyone. Now, how many of you, you find it pretty tough to to do some gift giving, right? Comes time for Christmas, or it comes time for a birthday, and like, I don't know what to get this person. Maybe you had some kids or grandkids growing up, and, and you know, for us, when our girlies were little, you just go to Walmart, you go to Toys R Us, and you walk up and down the aisle, and everything, anything you see is probably going to be awesome because they just, they love to open up gifts. Uh, one, of, one of our, our favorite quotes, uh, we were watching uh, home, home movies, home videos a while back, uh, putting some of our, uh, our video camera tapes onto a DVD, uh, I think it was Autumn, and she, she opened up something and she said, oh, it's what I've always wanted. And I think she followed it up with, what is it? But when they're little, anything. I mean, you, you give them something, they open it up, and they just love it. And then as they get a little bit older, you know, their, their, their tastes change and their preferences. You've got to be a little bit more specific. And so there's not really one fits all kind of gift, right? What you might get for a child or a grandchild might not fit for a spouse, And what you might give to your grandparent might not be what you would want to give to a child. And so, you know, this isn't something that necessarily, there's not this perfect gift for all. But God's gift of love and mercy and grace and salvation, it fits all, but it's available to all. This isn't just for men. It's not just for women. It's not just for children. It's not just for grandparents. It's for all. God's grace, God's gift that can be received, it's available to all. God's not playing favorites here. Well, you can receive salvation and mercy and forgiveness and grace. Yeah, but you're excluded over here. God's grace Salvation and mercy, it is available to all, no matter what your background might be, no matter what your status might be, no matter what your past looks like, it's available to you. And you say, Pastor Mark, you don't know what I've done in my past. You're right. It's still available to you. That's the incredible thing about God's grace and mercy and love and salvation. It is available to all. It says, for for by grace you've been saved through faith. It's the gift of God. There's no qualifications. No fine print. How many of you love fine print when it comes to things, right? Right? When it comes to coupons, how I many got you have a coupon you take to the store or you have a coupon that you, you, know, you take to the grocery? And in this fine print, it basically says you can't use this coupon on this item. It's only good for this over here. You get a little irritated, you get a little, little frustrated. Certainly, this should be good for everything from this brand. There's no qualifications, no fine print. We don't look through and say, okay, God's going to disqualify or dismiss you or me for some reason it's available to all if you open up your heart and you respond to him in faith it's available here's how romans 10:13 puts it everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved everyone not a qualification well only this kind of person or this kind of background or past no if you call upon the name of the Lord, put your trust, your faith, and confidence in him, you will be saved. It's not just only good people can turn to him, or, or just religious people, people who have had a little bit of church in their backgrounds. They're the only ones that can turn to him. No, that's not what it says. It's not about the smart, or about the rich, or about the talented. It's not about your driving record. How many of you say amen to that? Nobody was wanting to shout too loud on that. There's no qualifications on who is able to receive this free gift of God. It's available to all. Everyone who calls upon the name of Jesus Christ will be saved. So what is grace? Grace is God's free gift. Grace is received by faith, and grace is something that is available to all. See. Grace is Christ's costly purchase. All right, now, some of you are thinking, wait, wait a second, Pastor Mark. Just a little bit ago, you were saying how free this was, and now you're telling me it's costly. Is it free? Yes. Is it costly? Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Listen gift of God, the, the grace of God, the love of God, the salvation from God is most definitely free. But boy, it was costly. Now, you and I think about costly things, and, and we think about finances, right? Right now, I bet you can think about some, some costly purchases in your life. Maybe you look back over the, over the years, and, and for some, maybe it's some, some wedding rings that were an investment, uh, for some, maybe it's a, a vehicle or, or a home or, or a trip or a vacation or, or furniture. Whatever the, the case might be, maybe it's the education of college. Uh, there's a, a bunch of things that we can look to and say, man, this was costly. Now, God's grace, God's love, God's forgiveness is not costly. It's free to you and to me but here's why we say it's costly. It was a costly purchase because of what it cost Jesus Christ. It was His life. 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 says, You know that it was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed from the empty way of life, handed down to you from your ancestors. But... You were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. So it is free, but it's costly. It cost Jesus Christ his life upon the cross as he died upon the cross for you and for me. It was a costly purchase. He gave of his very blood, not just silver, not gold, not not dollar bills. It was his very life. That was a costly purchase. You and I are the beneficiaries. We're able to receive this gift for free. But it was most definitely costly. Jesus Christ paid the cost. Aren't you thankful for that? I mean, we, we look to our lives, and, and maybe you go out to eat with a friend, whether it's fast food or a sit down restaurant. And aren't you thankful when, when someone says, Hey, I'll take care of that? Let, let, me, let me take care of that for you. Well, thanks. It's, it's free to you, and they pay the price. Now, multiply that concept exponentially we're not talking about the fact that jesus christ you know paid a five dollar foot-long at subway for us or or that he he paid for our happy meal he paid for the freedom and the forgiveness from sins with his very life grace is free it's a free gift of god free for you and i to receive there's no doubt about that but it wasn't cheap it was costly and it was jesus christ who gave his life on the cross of calvary for you and for me so what is grace it's god's free gift grace is received by faith it's it's available to all grace is christ's costly purchase and finally e grace is eternally beneficial Aren't you thankful for things that last a little longer than the, the amount of time it takes to get it out of the uh, packaging? Maybe, maybe you've been there. It's, it's a, a birthday party, a, a Christmas time with family. And you have a gift, and you open it up, and and sometimes it's really, really frustrating for kids, right? You, you get that little toy together, or you get it out of the packaging, and they begin to play with it, and it breaks. Huh. I mean... I barely got it out of the package, and now it's not, not good anymore. I used it for a day, and it broke. I used it for a week, and it broke. Maybe you bought an appliance, and, and a couple months in, it, it, man, it just dies. We're thankful for things that last. When it comes to grace and the power of this free gift of God, grace is eternally beneficial. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. There's that word again. This gift, salvation, forgiveness, grace, and mercy. The gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. Eternal life. The blessings, the benefits, the results of God's grace, they, they go on and on and on. Longer than the energizer bunny. They go a long time, longer than extra gum. They they last forever. Eternal life, it's, it's one of those benefits of salvation and forgiveness through Jesus Christ, God's Son. The Bible says that the free gift of God, it's eternal life. In heaven. It's not just the blessing and the benefit to receive it here and now, and the blessing of having God guide us and walk with us through life here, but the blessing of eternal life with Him in heaven. Maybe you've thought about heaven what heaven might be like. No more pain in heaven, no more suffering, sadness, sorrow, grief, depression, loneliness. Sounds pretty good. In heaven, to, to be reunited with other loved uh, loved ones who have accepted the grace and the forgiveness of God, that had a relationship with Him. How incredible would it be to see some of those loved ones again? Having a, a place of reward as well as a place to live eternally forever with God. Grace, salvation, it's eternally beneficial. So we've taken a look at what in the world is grace. It's more than just saying uh, the fluidity of movement. It's, It's more than just a quick, short word of prayer before a meal. Grace is given. It's given by God. It's not earned. And it's God's free gift, letter G. Received by faith, letter R. Available to all, letter A. Christ's costly purchase, letter C, an eternally beneficial, letter E. Go ahead and put that slide up if you would and keep it there. What is grace? That is the definition. That is a biblical description of God and His grace. It's powerful, it's incredible, and it's free for you and for me if we receive it.